0: The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garin Perra columnist for StockEd. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. So what pr- pronunciation do you go for when referring to the Queen of the Iceni who gave the invading Romans some real stick way back when? Do you prefer Bodicea or Boudicca? It doesn't really matter because we have the Bodicea version with us today in the form of Bodicea Resources. It trades under the code BOA or Bravo Oscar Alpha. Its capital base is nice and tight with only 62.14 million shares on issue. At the last sale price of 27 cents, the market cap is all of $16.7 million. That means the share price is plenty of leverage to exploration success. Certainly uh, much more than the average explorer out there with hundreds of millions, if not billions, of shares on issue. Garen Perra recently put Beta on his watch list on the strength of a uniquely structured exploration joint venture with IGO of Nova, Bollinger, Nickel, Copper fame in WA's Fraser range. In addition, Bodicea has been adding to its exploration footprint by securing a position in the Patterson Range, where geophysical work points to a Telfer lookalike dome structure that will be worth drilling to its own account for copper-gold potential before too long. We have Bodicea Managing Director John Reynolds with us today to bring us up to speed on what's happening at an interesting period for the uh, the group. Now, good day, John, and welcome to the podcast, and thanks for your time today.
1: Thanks, mate. Yeah, my pleasure.
0: Now John uh, it would be great if you could give listeners a bit of a background on yourself and how you would describe BetaSea's overall arching uh, exploration strategy.
1: Okay, thanks thanks for the opportunity. Um myself um I'm a geologist with uh, uh in excess of 35 years experience in the aus- mostly Australian industry. Um my background is it's originally with Western Mining. It's uh through nickel mines um copper uranium obviously with Olympic Dam. Uh, as a mind and a senior mind year, and then moving into a, a corporate opportunity corporate role doing m a within the within the corporate function of western mining um, for the last 15 odd years i've been consulting um, as a prior to this role um, providing uh, consulting services within the in junior sec mostly in the junior sector but also with within bhp and other major companies uh, Um, uh, companies within the Australian sector and and looking at uh, exploration, development of junior uh, opportunities. And then uh, in the last 12 months, uh, we, we've uh, I've taken on the role of MD uh, of uh, of Bodicea, and I do call it Bodicea, not Budica, <laughs> although others in the company are a Budica fan. So uh, I'm happy for either. Um, so yes, the last uh, six to 12 months has been uh, has been uh, the transformation of this company, and uh, I've uh, I've been. With with my team has been uh, you know, integral in that uh, in that transformation of the company. We'll,
0: we'll right. get to that shortly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, transformation, as you say, that, which is why I've got it on the watch list now. Uh, after a few years of knowing about the company, certainly on its Fraser Range uh, tenements, but uh, now there's a bit of action there, and i certainly one to watch. Now, I mentioned the Fraser Range and the joint venture with the I- IGO. Tell us uh, about its re- a rather unique structure and what the intent there is
1: yeah it, it is unique and every time we describe it to people they like, oh that's unusual and then they think about it a bit more and go yeah okay that works that really works for both parties and and that's the beauty of it so the the company's had quality phrase range tenements for a number of years since it since it's listing and we've grown that uh, that that tenement holding but and, and that's made us attractive to IGO and, and more importantly because of the the tenement that we've got right next door to the Nova Nickel mine but the structure of the deal is that uh, when we did this in about September October last year is that IGO paid us effectively seven million dollars. Uh, which five and a half was cash and uh, one and a half was in equity, for equity, 10% of I, of uh, um For that uh, $7 million, they get five years' uh, exclusive exploration rights on all, on nine of our tenements in the Fraser Range. Now, that means that um, Bodicea gets a free carry, it gets IGO's expertise, and it gets IGO's extensive budget um, which mm-hmm. I believe at last note was about $35 million. So, you know, we don't have to raise capital on, on the face of range work that, uh, that's that been done. Now, if the, the the beauty of the deal is that we retain ownership of the tenements throughout that whole five years, um, unless IGO find a jork resource. Now, a jork resource of any size, it could be it could be yeah, facetiously as low as mm-hmm. one ton, as long as it's a jork resource. Um, I've inferred... Uh, It could be inferred, could be indicated, could be whatever. As long as it's a jork resource, they pay us $50 million uh, Mm -hmm. cash. Uh, There's no ifs or buts. There's no, you know, there's no, well, it's not this, it's this, but it's a $50 million payment. And we get a 0.75% royalty on top of that. And, uh, for any metal mined within our leases. And at that point we hand over ownership of the licenses, but not, not until that happens. We own the licenses and they do all the work and we're free carried for that whole period of time.
0: Mm. Now, in the remote possibility, they don't come up with a resource. What, they, they all revert back to you?
1: Uh, they, they, they always are in our ownership. Um, they're managed by IGO. So the only thing that would change is the management would revert back to us and all the data would be given back to us um, as part of that handover. So we would then take over ownership or management of the licences and we would then proactively look at the exploration. So if they if we believe they haven't done enough on a particular tenement, um, then we can start up our activities. And that's a five-year process or, you know, it's about four and a half years now um, Mm. left of that term.
0: Okay, sounds like a great outcome for a junior where the uh, the cash in the till is always the uh, burning issue. Um, Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't expect you to speak on behalf of IGO, but um, some of your tenements are very close to Nova Bollinger, um, nickel-copper mine, and its reserve uh, resource position is not particularly long, maybe four or five years currently. They could make additional discoveries, of course. But it sounds, is it fair to say that they have a pretty good incentive to be exploring on your nearby ten- anywhere oh, in the Fraser uh, range, on your tenements to add to the reserve resource base?
1: Uh, absolutely. Uh, and obviously, they were keen to do this deal. And um, and they've structured the deal accordingly so they can get in and do the work pretty quickly and they've managed the process. Um, they, as you say, they're, 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 Nova Mine has a limited life and uh, they are spending $35 million in the Fraser range for a reason um, because they need to replace and replenish uh, depletion reserves. Um, the beauty of this deal, and this is, this is the crux of it, is that we've got the adjacent a long strike license. Um, So we own the Simon's Hill license. uh, That's part of the the IGO deal. It's adjacent and within three kilometers of the Nova Nickel mine. It is a long strike. It is prime territory. And even more attractive is the the fact that there is a particular Prospect on the IGO side of the fence that is striking into our side of the into and extending into the Simon's Hill license. Now, that's that of the IGO um, uh, tenements within or prospects within the Fraser range. This is their number one prospect. of uh, they've, they've quoted about 500 600 prospects that they've got or, or targets, this is their number one target
0: called Orion.
1: Orion. So mm. we're really excited by that, that, that you know, that, that we've got probably the hottest undrilled target in the whole of the Fraser range uh, for anybody. Um, this, is, this is prime prime pr- pr- uh, opportunity, prime drill target.
0: Now, mm. uh, uh, I've heard of Orion, but I don't know much about it. What is it that's uh, exciting IGO and yourselves?
1: Well, they they haven't actually told the market too much about it um, Mm. uh, other than they've defined it as their primary target. And there's a list of the the prospects that IGO have within their their tenement holding and, and JVs. Uh, so it's a, a conolith that is, so it's, a, it's an ultimatic intrusion that they've drilled on their side of the fence. They've drilled a number of holes of critical importance to us is that they've interpreted it as an increasing antenna or nickel grade mm-hmm. and increasing in multi- ultimatic uh, um, components that make it far more attractive as it strikes into our tenement. So this is this is prime territory. This is their number one target, and we're you know obviously we're we're exceptionally excited by the fact that they're doing that work, and we don't have to pay for it. We'll get yeah. the returns out of it. Yeah,
0: for sure. uh, So what's the forward plan, Orion slash Simon Hill? Oh,
1: it it gets better. It gets better and better. So they are planning a drill hole um, uh, in May. Uh, They've they've reported to us that they're hoping to start the first drill hole, which is stepping into our licence, about 300 metres, starting that in early to mid-May. Now, the significance of that is they're planning that drill hole without doing any geophysics. Um, They've already done the geophysics on their side of the fence. They've already done the drilling on their side of the fence. They're just stepping out. This is not testing an untested target. This is just stepping out from a known target. So that's really exciting that they're willing to put a Ruthby deep hole. It's seven hundred meters deep, uh, looking at a you know untested geophysical target within our license. So that that's a big commitment from IGO's perspective, and uh, that, that, for me, that's an indication of their uh, of their their targeting attractiveness of this this opportunity. No, mm. the reason why it, it's so interesting, it is only three three kilometres from the, the nickel mine, so from Nova. So it's uh, even though it's seven hundred metres depth, that's well and truly accessible underground from the existing assets. So it makes all of the economics of any nickel exceptionally higher. On top of that, they're also planning an EM survey in that corner of our license so it's covering about 20 percent of our license to follow up on the drill hole effectively to identify additional targets uh, or identify the extension of the orion potentially the orion target within our license so Really exciting time. Lots of news flow will be coming out over the next, uh, well, certainly over the next couple of months as drilling that, that drill hole starts. And then leading into the EM survey data coming out and who knows where from there, you know, if there's a number mm-hmm. of targets, maybe more drill hole later in the year. But IGO have certainly not committed to that to us yet. Mm,
0: okay. Now the agreement uh, covers uh, tenements uh, up to the north. Um, uh, where legend has made the interesting Mawson discovery. Um, so, what's the plan there?
1: Uh, the, again, the, so the, the, the terms of the IGO deal were the nine tenements, um, and so we've got a number of tenements. Of, obviously, the Simon's Hill next to Nova. There's a number of. Uh, it's about five tenements uh, around the uh, uh, around Legend's Mawson discovery. Uh, they're all within sort of five ten. 15 kilometers of that discovery IGO have told us they're planning a an EM surveys on three of those tenements with some air core drilling so whilst it's whilst Simons Hill is their number one in terms of their iron prospect going into our license they are looking at our know, opportunities within our other licenses as well so you know this is um, this is a multi-pronged attack. By IGR, and again supported by a very large budget, that they have the capacity to do that level of work. So we're really excited by that aspect. That it's not just Orion; it is a number of targets that they're looking for.
0: With that uh, joint venture in uh, in the bag, the, you've uh, uh, extended your horizons up to the Patterson, uh, neighbouring Rio and Tipper, Fortescue, and others. Understand a. Drilling is a possibility uh, late this year, uh, early next year. What's the target you've worked up? And I understand it's shallow, so maybe you'll be able to drill it on a 100% basis yourself.
1: Yeah, it's it's um we identified that, obviously, with the IGO deal, um, obviously, the, all of that activity. We do own a couple of tenements in the phase of that we will actively pursue. But um, what we identified is we, ne- we need another, you know, the next phase. We need another growth step, and IGO deal is one step. We are looking for the next major multi multibagger, if, if you want to use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Patterson was identified... Um, as obviously one of the hottest regions in Australia for copper gold gold copper and we initially picked up a license called Kungala on the east side of the Patterson late last year oh mid last year and we did some airborne geophysics and looks like we've identified a a dome feature now dome features in the Patterson are are the primary source of, of mineralization in terms of initial identification and and the prime example of that is the telfer dome and obviously telfer's 32 million ounces historical historical resource um and,
0: and a million tons million tons of copper
1: yeah and a million tons of copper yes um, yeah, can't forget the primary the the other It's got a strike length of three and a half kilometres. Seven kilometres cross cross the dome. It's about uh, three and a half, and we think we've identified a dome feature that's. About the same dimensions, and uh, it's about seven kilometers, three and a half kilometers long. It strikes northwest, southeast, so similar orientation to Telfer. And the number of other key deposits in the Patterson are also d- dome features. So there's um, potentially Haveron, um, um, uh, Calibre, Magnum, they're all dome features. And the number of other t- targets that Antipa, for instance, are drilling right now, and they've had a significant uplift in shares on the base of some results. It's drilling out a dome feature. Yeah. We're early days. We've, uh, we've got um, three, application, three, three, three application and licenses, one license, two applications for about 600 square kilometers. And we are going through native uh, heritage and land access agreements now. And the plan is that we'll try and get to drill this out uh, later in the year. Now, as you indicated, the significant aspect of this is that it's relatively shallow. Um, For Mm -hmm. instance, Havron is 400. I think the recent results from uh, from Antipa is that that, that those drillings were 400 or 500 metres deep. This is about 200 to 250 metres. So... It's well and truly within a junior's capacity to drill this out. Um, The the modus operandi for the region is generally juniors do JVs with the big boys. And Newcrest, Rio, you you listed them. There's a Mm. number of majors in the area. Um, We can push this ourselves and create our shareholders the value um, before we start looking at uh, potential JVs just because of its depth. And these are generally large deposits that, uh, that are being discovered in the area. So, it, again, it's, it's a very exciting phase for us to you know, have another step up in terms of our shareholder value.
0: It is a Telfer like, but i just uh, just say so people might be able to place it. What distance is it from uh, Telfer?
1: Yeah, we're, we're reasonably well located. There's obviously there's a number of targets. Uh, Telfer is about 80 kilometres to the southwest, and Havron mm-hmm. is also about 80 kilometres more to the south. So um, Calibre and, and all the drilling by Antipa is about 50 kilometres to our north. So we're, we're you know, right in the middle of the game, effectively, even though we're on the east side of, uh, of the Patterson province, so is Havron, for instance. Um, so yeah we're really really well located in that area and uh, it's untested ground that we we will push forward uh, later this year.
0: Yeah excited. Okay and um a push into gold in Queensland I see.
1: Yeah we identified that well, we don't want to be a one-trick pony or a two-trick pony. We want to get uh, a multiple of uh, of you know, sort of divisions or, or, or a focus, and identified that Queensland was potentially underexplored. Uh, it's certainly not as well covered as as potentially WA is, for instance. So we we ventured into Queensland uh, initially around uh, Ravenswood. Uh, gold mine area, um, which EMR have recently done that deal on. Uh, we've got a, a license about uh, 15, km, 15, 20 kilometers southwest of the Ravenfield Gold Mine. It's got mm-hmm. some old BHP geochem um, uh, samples that looked interesting, and we picked that up as a, again as an application. More significantly, though, we've we've also picked up a, a large mag anomaly to the west of Mount Coulomb. Mount Coulomb's about a 1 million ounce gold deposit. We're about uh, another again 15 kilometers to the west of Mount Cullum. it's untested um, mag anomaly, and we we don't understand why it's been untested. It's um, it's a BHP geophysics survey that was done uh, in the past. Um, there's been some shallow drilling, but no one's actually tested the mag. Now, uh, generally, the gold deposits up there are associated with intrusions and and have generally have a mag mag anomalous features. So. It, oops, again an application uh, so we haven't acquired it we haven't paid lots of money to get this we've just gone through the application process and once we do that we'll be on the ground and, uh, and looking to drill this one fairly soon and just, just it's, um, testing for its gold potential
0: Just as a matter of interest if that was in WA do you think it would be available at all?
1: Uh, slightly different geology in WA because mm. um, they, they uh, because of the you know, they're intrusive related in Queensland and and less so in WA. But yeah, the the fact that it was sitting there is. Strange. It's, it's We looked at it and go, why hasn't anybody tested this? It, it just jumped at us as, and we got a consulting geologist looking at it. And he, he looked at it and go, wow, that's weird. Why hasn't anybody tested it? So from that basis, yes, um, it's it's an unusual thing to find uh, untested mag anomaly that uh, that uh, is just free. Effectively, just put an application on it and it's covered it. And it's, uh, it's a reasonably large anomaly. So very excited by that.
0: Interestingly, you could uh, probably get a ten million dollars golf float away on that alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Two thirds of your current market cap. (laughs) I'll present that to the board at the next (laughs) board meeting. Thanks, Uh,
0: man. (laughs) Alrighty, John. Um, Fascinating story there. Uh, Lots to watch out, and all uh, very imminent. Uh, Obviously, the Fraser Range, exciting, and uh, who knows. binary outcome up in the uh, Patterson and the goal to come. So with that, John, I'm going to thank you for your time today and uh, good luck with it all.
1: Thank you, Barry. Really appreciate your time.